Well, folks, if you listen to this uh, as soon as the episode comes out, happy Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening. If you're a weekend listener, how's the weekend going? Sleeping in? Huh? Sleep? Are you sleeping in? Do you have a significant other to uh, where you can just roll over? You can hang wet towels on your morning wood. So you, you know, stab your girlfriend in the back with your dick like you're sticking her up for a robbery. But instead of saying, give me all your money and jewelry, bitch, you say, can we have sex? It's been two weeks. You know, and then she turns over with morning breath. (laughs) Fine. You're just like, oh, fuck. Put your head in the pillow. And then, you know, that's how you you start your Saturday morning. You get a cup of coffee, you take a shit, and you 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 grab sandwiches together. Maybe you do that. I don't know know when you listen to this podcast. My point is, it's Wednesday for me. I'm recording it a couple days early, or a day early. Usually, I I do it Thursday night. But uh, the reason why I'm recording tonight... um, is because I really didn't want to, because I uh, um, heard some bad news today. Um, so about a year ago, uh, well, actually, no, at this point, probably a year and a half ago, I reached out to a buddy, and I'm like, hey, man, you, I won't get into the specifics, but I was like, hey, man, some of the work you've done, you know, commercials you've been in with a certain celebrity have been really funny. I think you guys have great on-screen chemistry, and it'd be cool for this certain celebrity you've worked with to do more comedy. He's kind of always pegged as the asshole. And, um, you know, I, I pitched him an idea of what I think would be funny for them to, to do. And my buddy goes, oh, yeah, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. That's a great idea. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll write. I'll write you guys a movie. <laughs> like, would, uh, would you read it if that was the premise? He's like, yeah, dude, are you fucking kidding me? That sounds great. Okay, okay. So for, I think, you know what, three months, four months, wrote a script, had a couple of my friends read it, give me notes, they were kind enough to do so, give me some really good feedback, got to a point where I was like, okay, I think this is, uh, you know, of course it could always be tweaked, it's not perfect, it's my, fir- it's my first feature, but I think it's good enough to fucking, I guess, you know, for him to read it, see what he says. So I reached out to him, and I'm like, hey, you know, bada be bada boop, how's your fucking mother? He goes, oh, you know, I'm tired from fucking my father. I go, oh, my parents are divorced. Haven't had sex in years. Thanks for rubbing it in. By the way, I wrote you that movie. Here it is. And he's like, holy shit, man. Wow, dude. And also, just so you know, <clears throat> the, you know, so-and-so, who's the celebrity I, you know, I won't name, um, we, him and I had the same fucking manager. So I'll read it. If I like it, I'll pass it to my manager, who will then read it for me and also that person as well. And I'm like, Holy shit. So for fucking, I don't know, man, a month, I was just on cloud nine. I'm like, holy shit. And I've already had a ton of moments of like, oh, this could be it kind of thing. This could be my big break. I've had dozens. You know, I've mentioned a a ton of them on the podcast. But for a second, I was like, okay, I don't want to get myself too riled up about this, but I, I really feel like this could be fucking solid. A month goes by, I don't hear from my friend, I reach out to him, oh dude, I'm so sorry, I, I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read it. Okay, two months goes by, dude, I haven't forgot about it, I'm I'm, I'm working, I, I read a little bit of it, and I, I'll give you some of my notes, I'm like, okay, that's not a great sign, 
And then I think like three or four months go by, and I finally just hit him up. And I go, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, have you read it? I'm not trying to pressure you, but just like, you know, what's going on? He's like, well, to be perfectly honest, I'm currently writing a movie with that celebrity or for that celebrity in, in hopes of playing. So I am going to focus on my script, and if I can only pitch one, whether it's yours or mine, obviously I'm going to pitch mine. So it's a pass for right now. Okay, so fair enough. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I can't say that I blame him. And um, so for a while, just kind of like, all right, well, that's that. And then several months later, I did a show with a buddy of mine. After the show, it was a monumental, monumentally horrible crowd. They were fucking horrible. It was like young, hip, hot people that were too cool to laugh. They got dragged out to a fucking comedy show to see their one friend, like, Samantha, fucking do stand-up. Because she's cute and funny in the fucking break room when she, like, you know, throws cheetahs in her fucking tits and does acrobatics. Uh, who the fuck knows? 16, 17 people got dragged out to a show with fucking high heels, makeup, and a bad fucking attitude to watch this chick do stand-up. In doing so, every other comic before Samantha... Um, they didn't give a fuck about. I could have got up there, taken my dick out, and said, isn't this fucking small? <laughs> and no one would have fucking cracked a smile. And let me tell you, folks, it's comical, my fucking penis in a cold room when I'm not aroused. Comical. Size of a fucking Tic Tac. That wouldn't have gotten this crowd. So after him and I just fucking ate a plate of shit on stage for ten minutes, we went across the street to Harvard and Stone. I bought him a beer... He bought me a beer, so on and so forth. We get to talking. Turns out he actually, his whole fucking job is he reads scripts for a studio. And I'm like, listen, man, I wrote this fucking thing. Um, it's collecting dust on a shelf right now. I've had a couple people read it. Since you do this for a job, would you mind reading it? He goes, oh, absolutely. Send it on over. I'll give you my notes. I go, okay. Now, a lot of people in L.A., They'll tell you, they'll tell you, they'll do it. They'll tell you one thing and they won't fucking do it. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, yeah, let's fucking, let's do that. Let's do this. And then you, you text them, no response. Or, and then just nothing. So, like, 90% of me is going, okay, this kid's never going to fucking read this thing. Well, lo and behold, he reads it. Sends me a full, detailed email of notes, things I can improve, da 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 da. I go, holy shit, thank you so much. Shot in the dark, if I made these changes and then you read it and liked it, and call me crazy if I am, would it be possible to pitch it to your boss? Absolutely. Dude, you make these changes, I think it's fucking right up the alley of what my boss would love. And I'll go to bat for you. I'll pitch it. I go, holy shit. So I spend another month or so, maybe two months, making the changes. Finally, I reach out to him and I go, hey, man, I made the changes. Fuck yeah. I'm going to pitch it to my boss. Then maybe a week later, the writer's strike happens. <laughs> Isn't life fun? Fucking L-I-V-I-N, baby. Happy to be here. So that goes on for, what, 165 days? But who's counting? So almost a year to the day that I finished the feature, I get a text today from that guy. And I'm working, and I'm out and about, and I'm fucking bebopping. And I knew immediately, once I saw his name pop up on my phone, that he was texting me about the script. And I was so enamored, excited, thrilled, nervous, 
because I, I knew exactly what it was about. I knew it was about the script. We're, we're friends, but it isn't like a text where he texts me and goes, "Hey, how's your day?" You know, wh- you know, fucking, what's new? How's the, you know, it, I knew it'd be about the script. So I sat down. He, I opened the text. It's a big paragraph. Of course, all that I see, the first word I see is. Almost like it was in all caps, even though it was just along with the regular font of the paragraph. But I saw it in big block letters, almost like italicized. Unfortunately, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Just like college applications. <laughs> not getting into this one. And he's like, unfortunately, you know, it's just not the tone of the... Uh, the uh, we don't get the tone. And, you know, The team doesn't identify with the story. and da, 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 Which is a very polite way of saying, no one liked it. But you know what? I gotta give it to him. At least he fucking went to. And he's like, "Listen, you, you'll. I'm always be a fan of yours. Everything, anything you write, you know, pass along to me. I'll pitch it to the team." Da da da. So at least he fucking did it. He's a great guy. Respect him a ton for one following up and then two breaking the fucking news. He could have just been a pussy like like the rest of this fucking town and just ghosted me. At least he had the balls to be like, "Hey, listen, it's not gonna happen." Da da da. My point in this whole story is today. I was, like, debilitatingly depressed. I felt fucking sick. And I just was like, am I even supposed to be fucking doing this? I, eight years ago, I moved across the fucking country. I dragged my buddy coach with me. The fucking guy moved with me across country because he believed that I had a fucking chance and I had, like, you know, funny and all that kind of bullshit. And, like, literally just moved across the country to help me get set up. That's the kind of guy he is. And it's like I moved away from my family, all this kind of shit, my friends. And granted, I've met amazing ones and, you know, my fiance and all that kind of stuff, which is amazing. But it's like, did I do this and do that for for this whole fucking industry not even to work? I mean, in the last eight years, I have had nothing but failure. I mean, yes, of course, I've gotten better at stand-up and I've gotten better at acting and all that kind of stuff and whatever. But it's like... I haven't booked a fucking commercial or anything in like six years. I'm still doing fucking jerk-off stand-up shows. Occasionally, I'm lucky enough to go to the comedy store and have good sets there, which is nice. But it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, it's just nothing is leading me to believe that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm listening to... I listen to, you know, biographies and memoirs and you hear stories about fucking he walked into the comedy store, did one set and he was passed. Or fucking he was just on the street fucking tying his shoes and, and someone asked, Do you act? Uh this other guy was taking a shit in a stall and he farted and the guy in the stall next to him was Sp- Steven Spielberg was like, That was a great fart. Do you wanna play Indiana Jones? I mean, all these crazy fucking stories you hear about, you know, old Hollywood or even current things. And it's like, I've got nothing. I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's memoir right now, Greenlight or whatever. And it's like, the guy barely had to fucking, barely had to fucking, like, struggle before he got <laughs> his first role. Granted, back then he's a fucking gorgeous man, still is a gorgeous man. I am not, I, I am not a gorgeous man. You know, I am not a smart man, Jenny, but I know what love is, you know. So I understand like wh- like what my role would be, but it's like, what the fuck? And then I got to think, and why, why I'm doing this podcast is like, 
Fuck, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit of wanting to give up. Because I don't know if this is going to be what I do for my job. Maybe I just am going to be a guy who does sales and I sell products um, that I believe in and it's great and it's decent money and maybe I can buy a house in fucking Milwaukee and have a backyard and I got to shovel snow off my, you know, snow off my car and I drive to work and it's cold and by the time I get there the heat just kicks on. <laughs> but I'm already there and I'm, I work all day, I come back and I got a wife and a kids in a yard and a picket fence and a dog and shit like that, but I'm not on stage and I'm not, you know, writing and I'm not in movies and stuff. And that's a fine life. Most people live that way and there's solidarity and there's, there, there's <sighs> nothing wrong with that. You know, what do I want to do? Yeah. I want to be a guy whose name is on a billboard and people come to see me. They paid money for a babysitter. They took an Uber. They got a little fucked up. They met their friends. They pregame. They showed up. They see my dumb ass on stage. They leave having a great fucking time. They're like, dude, did you hear the fucking joke about fucking his fiance and da 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 his dog? And it's a memory. I, I want to be that guy. Call it narcissism. <laughs> Call it being a fucking pussy. I want to be that guy. I want to be a guy who, after you watch the movie, you go, that was so fucking good. Let's watch it again. The first time I watched Step Brothers, as soon as the title card came up and and it was it was the closing credits, I stopped it and I started from the beginning again and watched Step Brothers back to back. I thought it was so funny. The first the first time I saw Wedding Crashers, I was like, I want to be an actor. I want to be that guy. Will I be that guy? I have no idea. The odds are stacked against me. The chances are very, very, very slim. Honestly, best case scenario, I might be a guy you see in the street and go, oh shit, I feel like I know him. I think he may be an actor. Ah, Chances are, that's probably going to be me. Best case scenario. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing that I do know. If I quit right now, and I give up acting, and I give up writing, and I give up stand-up, and I give up you know, podcasting, that's a surefire way to never have those dreams. That's the one thing that I do know, is that if I stop, it'll never happen. So I'm going to keep on going, and I'm going to keep on failing, and I'm going to keep on biting my fucking lip, and I'm going to keep on doing this, because I am not going to accept failure until I'm fucking 96 my, hat, my dick hasn't worked in 10 years. I'm on my deathbed. And I fucking pass away. Before then, I'm going to keep on motherfucking. I'm going to keep on going. And I'm going to keep on trying to make this thing a reality. Because I will not quit. You hear me, Hollywood? You hear me, you fucking pricks? You hear me? I'm not going to fucking quit. Okay? And if you want to get something in life, don't quit either. Because there's two ways. You do it. Until there's no more time left and you're fucking dead or you quit. Only one of those is a surefire way to never get what you want. So fucking bite your lip. Get after it. I'm going to keep on getting after it. I'm going to keep on trying to get better. And eventually, who knows, maybe it'll pay off. Because you know what? I'm tired of fucking being afraid. I'm tired of being a fucking pussy. 
I'm tired of thinking it's not going to work out. I'm just going to bite my fucking lip. I'm going to grip my teeth. I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm here. Do you like me? No? Okay. Who's next? And that's it. So fuck you, fuck me, and fuck this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. This is Just Count to Ten. I'm your host, Vinny Falcone, and this is the anger management podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. What's going on, guys? Are you not pumped up? I'm fucking ready to go. I'm ready to play a fucking football game over here. God damn. That's it. That's it. There's only one way. There's only one way. Just do it. Just fucking do it. And 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 the rest... Is out of your control. Only thing you can control is doing what you know you need to do. That's it. So I'm just going to keep on fucking doing it. If it works out, great. If not, I'm going to die a happy man. I'm going to die I'm gonna die a man that as I take my last breath, I go, I kept on doing it. You know? So sorry for the pep talk. Sorry for the fucking uh, soapbox speech. But <clears throat> it was a rough day. Um... Afraid to admit, I said I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit. I felt like crying the whole day. I felt like bursting into tears like a <clears throat> baby. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Gonna keep on doing it. You can't stop me. That's it. You can't stop me. Okay, folks. Here we go. All right. Let's get into it. What should we do first? All right. Um, let's do, all right, so I mentioned a couple, I think it was, yeah, last week, I did the whole deep dive into, um, uh, Cheese Store Beverly Hills, right, and, uh, great experience, love the sandwich, tremendous, I went back again this past Saturday, because I'm like, all right, this is my, these are my people, we got East Coasters, we got a great product, we got a cool fucking thing, it's an easy drive, cool part of Beverly Hills, where it's, like, not too crowded, but a beep, but a boop, not too expensive, great sandwich, yada, yada, yada. So I drive in again Saturday. Uh, Zoe's working today or that day, so I go solo. So I uh, I pull up. I go inside. This time, way more busy. Last week, it was like a overcast day slash maybe just a weird Saturday where, like, no one was in the shop. So I was able to have that kind of that one-on-one time with that guy, Dom, who, uh, who owns it. This time I walk in way busier. There's like 15, 20 people. It's kind of fucking hopping. It's kind of like a little Studio 54 fucking bebopping. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so didn't get a chance to even talk to Dom. He walked by once, but he wasn't like, hey, Vinny from last week. It was just like, hey, how you doing? You being helped? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, don't fucking remember me. So I'm waiting in line, and then this chick, and granted, I'm not trying to talk shit. Dom and this other guy, Jay, were great. Uh, but the chick I had... I'm not going to say her name, I don't even know her name, was less than desirable when it comes to uh, the service. Just because it was just a little, all right, let me get into it. So finally I'm waiting in line, she goes, are you being helped? And I'm like, no, no, no I'd like to order, please. And she was like, okay, cool, what would you like? So this guy, Dom, has stuffed peppers, right? It's a family recipe, it's like an Italian dish that's pretty common if you're like an East Coast Italian. Stuffed peppers is, you know, kind of like quintessential. So, I go, um, okay, so I like the uh, the Dom sandwich again. That was delicious. And then I go, and listen, you tell me if this is a difficult fucking question to answer. I go, I like the Dom, please. And then for the stuffed peppers, like, how does that work? Um, is it like, are, are the peppers like, is it, 
Is it like one big pepper? Do they come in like sets of like two or three? For the sandwich? No, no, no. no. Like the stuffed peppers. You have stuffed peppers, stuffed peppers, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How do I order them? Is it like do you do you sell them in a set of four in two? You want do you want them on the sandwich or on the side? I go holy shit. I go no no no. I have the dom just by itself. That's just we're already done. Think of it in the past. Not even there. Now just think peppers. How do I order them? Do I order them by the dozen, half dozen? What the fuck? How do I order these fucking things? How big are they? Can I get a fucking lifeline here? Who can I talk to about stuffed peppers? What the fuck? Oh, um, well, they come in like containers. I go, now we're getting somewhere. What are the sizes of containers? What are my options? Do I have to come back there and slap the shit out of you to fucking wake you up? Should I pop over to Starbucks, get you a fucking espresso, splash some water in your face? What the fuck is going on? Oh, um, the container sizes, um, there's, um, 8 ounce, 12 ounce, 16 ounce. There we go. Okay. Thank you. Holy shit. That took five minutes to get here. I'll have an 8 ounce container of stuffed peppers, please. Would you like spicy or sweet? Can we do half and half? Or do we have to call over the police to <laughs> to, to, to sort this situation out? Oh, um, I think I can take it from here. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do half and half, please. So half spicy, half sweet. <laughs> oh, now you're on a roll, pumpkin tits. So he goes, what? Not you. So I get the dom. I get the stuffed peppers. Eight ounce sweet spicy combo okay now while i'm ordering slash while i'm waiting to my right is a guy who is like he's a white dude maybe like six five and he's just being fucking loud and he's just like he has his little kid and he thinks he's fucking buddy buddy with the store owner dom you could tell dom is fucking moving a mile a minute he has customers he's fucking bebop and he's doing all this shit right and this guy keeps like trying to like talk to dom like, hey, hey, Dom, remember that time, you know, remember last week I came in and Dom's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, and he has his kid, this guy, and his kid is on the counter, okay, where there's cheeses and where there's, like, meats and shit, and his kid is just stepping on cheese. Granted, it's wrapped in, like, saran wrap and shit, but, like, hey, maybe you don't have your fucking kid on the counter with his dirty little shoes on, you fucking dipshit, stepping on brie and provolone and fucking pecorino. And he's just like going like, yeah, you know, yeah, and he's just trying to talk, talk to Dom. Yeah, yeah, you know, fucking, you hear the joke about the da 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 and he's like trying to be funny and shit. And it, like, it's like, and this guy Dom is like literally like pacing back and forth, cutting meat, taking orders, swiping cards, fucking wiping sweat from his brow. And this guy thinks he's having like a conversation like it's just a Sunday and they're having an Aperol spritz. And it's like, no, dude, he's fucking moving a mile a minute, humping and pumping, if you will. And you think you're having a small talk like you're on a fucking first date. Beat it, guy, and get your fucking kid off the counter. Okay? So he's doing this, and then um, the kid's eating something, right? Maybe he'd already, I think they already got cheese. And the guy opened it up and gave his kid some cheese. And the kid's eating cheddar or fucking gouda, whatever. And he's eating cheese, and this and this guy is just an attention whore. He's like turning around to like the women behind him, <laughs> he's, and the kids by the the kids like maybe three to four, 
and the guy, this this man, is like such an attention whore. He's like, <laughs> you see that my kid eating the fucking cheese? And the lady's like, yeah, yeah, cheese is pretty fucking good. He's like, yeah, he he must really be my kid, you know, because I love cheese and he's eating cheese. So that means he's probably my kid, right? Like jokingly, you know. And I'm like, yeah, dude, if you were maybe unsure if your wife fucked somebody else and said it was yours and the kid came out and was white and had sandy hair like yours and you're just like, ah, I shouldn't question it, but maybe, you know, in the back of my mind, maybe he, she fucked my friend. I'll wait until he's four and if he likes Gouda, then he's really my kid. It's like, what the fuck, dude, you dipshit? Yeah, I guess he really is my kid, huh? Dude, take that block of cheese, shove it up your ass, and get the fuck out of here. And by the way, get your kid off the counter. So he wraps up, he closes out, and as he's walking out of the thing, his kid's just walking ahead of him, and like he's already pushing on the door. He's like 15 feet in front of his dad, his dad's still wrapping up at the counter, and the kid's 15 feet away, about to push out the door. And let me tell you, folks, these guys are white, okay? Scandinavian, Viking, Iceland, don't see the sun, white. SPF fucking 50, a bucket hat and a blanket on the beach, white. And as this kid is trying to push the door, his dad goes, Esperate, Patrick, esperate, no mas, esperate. And the kid's like fucking four and he has ADD and is a four-year-old and barely even wipes his own ass or shits in the toilet. And the dad is trying to show off that his kid is bilingual and likes Gouda. Esperate. Esperate. And the kid's not even, like, stopping because he knows Spanish. It's just a tone thing, similar to your dog. Your dog doesn't know that you're saying sit. He just knows a command based off of the words that are coming out of your mouth and the sound your fucking lips make when you say them. He doesn't know Paul is his Paul. He just knows, oh, when he says those words, if I do this, he gets I get a treat or he doesn't kick me in the ass, you know? So he just like picking up context clues, his kid. Asperate, no mames, da-da-da, cheese, por favor, the Dodgers, Yankees. And his kid just kind of like stops and looks at him like, what the fuck? And he's like, and, and the guy looks around to everybody. He goes, Pat, like... Isn't it so awkward when someone looks at someone else but is talking to someone else but wants you to know that you're hearing them and to confirm they're making eye contact? It's very weird. So he's talking to his kid but looking at everybody else. Very good, Patrick. You stopped. Very nice. And then, of course, one dipshit lady just just stroking his ego is like, oh, my God, he knows Spanish? Yeah, we're starting him young, you know. We're trying to open him up to, you know, other foods since, you know, <laughs> hence why he's at the cheese store at Beverly Hills eating pecorino on a Saturday. And also we're teaching him uh, Spanish as well. Our house cleaner, who we pay very little money to and uh, verbally abuse and uh, talk condescendingly uh, to on a regular basis, she's Hispanic. And they hang out a lot together because I work uh, uh, at a company my dad created. I have a cushy job. My wife doesn't work, but she plays tennis all day. Uh, gets her nails done, uh, Botox, uh, 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 goes on walks with her friends and complains about her life. Uh, we're both not home doing different things, very low-stress situation for us. Um, but even still, we need a housekeeper because her house is so fucking big. And, you know, I'm working all day, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> My dad owns the company, nepotism. She's out and about, you know, stressed out, wink, wink, shopping, using my money. Um, so in doing so, we need a house 
you know, sitter, servant <laughs> to do the laundry, clean the floors, <laughs> and steal jewelry intermittently. Um, so she's teaching him Spanish. I try to, you know, continue on the weekends. Esperate. And I'm just like, will you get the fuck out of here, dude? No one gives a shit about you, your cheese, or your fucking kid. It's like, oh my god. How how much attention do you need? You know, start a podcast. That's what I did, okay? My dad didn't hug me enough as a kid. So I have to fucking post shit on Spotify and uh, the Apple Podcasts and check my numbers every day to make sure people like me. That's my thing, okay? I don't go to a cheese store and have my fucking cock stroked, okay? So beat it. <sighs> yeah. Uh, okay. We did that. Um, let me close with... close of the golf so i'll do this all right so a couple weeks ago my boss called me up in the afternoon and he goes hey what are you doing tonight and i'm like <laughs> trying to fuck me he goes there's a dinner tonight with a bunch of doctors and uh so far it's just me and sam um do you want to come and again you know um trying to propel my career just in case uh <laughs> You know, like I said in the top of the podcast, entertainment doesn't work out, um, but I'll keep trying. Um, you know, I'll be like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'll come to the dinner tonight. What time? He's like, all right, be at um, Morton's Steakhouse at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, shit. Say no more. Morton's. Now, is it me or whenever you've heard about Morton's Steakhouse, you've been like, holy shit, Morton's Steakhouse. That's like the fucking real deal. Now, I had never been to a Morton's Steakhouse. So I was very excited for this opportunity. So we get all dressed up. I'm thinking, okay, there'll be like, you know, a couple of us eating some steaks, shooting the shit, da-da-da-da. Well, I get there, and unbeknownst to me, it is a dinner of 40 doctors <laughs> in a fucking banquet hall. Uh, so I have to be on my A-game with 40 doctors. Now... Granted, I don't have to do that much because there we have a couple speakers and a couple things doing it. And basically, I'm just there to kind of learn, maybe shoot the shit, shake a few hands, kiss a few babies, and have a couple of ribeyes, right? So I get there, and um, it's a little like banquet hall kind of thing, or not really a banquet, kind of like a side room. And in the side room, there are like 12 tables. Now, when you walk in, on the left, there are there's a projector with a laptop where we'll be seeing a couple presentations, having a couple speakers, and then there are like four tables along the right side, four tables along the left side, and then like four tables along the um, the middle or so, roughly like ten to fourteen tables, something like that. Anyway, so everyone sits down, everyone's doing their thing, everyone's kind of like spread out in their own groups. And so my colleague and buddy, who's also a comedian, Sam, is a very, very handsome guy. He's 6'4", doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He's got a fucking wings. He's got, he's got a shoulders that could barely fit through a door and a waist that could barely fit in the fucking leg of my jeans. He's an anomaly. He's an Adonis. He's got a great body. He's a good-looking cat. Everywhere we go, women, I fuck him. Because not only is he tall, which is just an eye grabber, but he's also a good-looking cat, too. So it's just, everywhere we go, I feel like fucking Danny DeVito. I eat right. 
I exercise. Old Vince has lost some weight. But when I'm next to Sam, I feel like the fucking penguin in Batman. So we're we're you know we're there and stuff, and then one of his clients comes up to him, who's also at the dinner, and she goes, "Oh my God, Sam, good to see you." And I'm like, "Oh hey, how are you?" She's like, "Ah yeah, how are you? fucking penguin." Sam, so. My landlord, she's this gorgeous girl. She's 31. She's got to be rich. She drives a Ferrari. She's my landlord, owns a property, probably a family thing. I told her about you. She's stunningly beautiful. I don't even care. If you, even if you don't like women, you think she's attractive. I want to set you up with her. And in my back of my mind, I'm like, oh, what else is new? Pussy just getting thrown at Sam. And he's like, oh, yeah, great, I'll fuck some more hot chicks. I've only fucked five this week, and it's only Wednesday. So she do, she does that. Da, da, da. Okay, so we finally, the presentation starts. We're in the very back row, very back table, kind of in the background, just because, like, this isn't about us. We're just kind of, like, there to bebop a little bit. But next to us is a table where that lady who's trying to set set up Sam is, uh, Sam was. Sorry, let me say that again. To the left of us, or just in front of us, rather, is the lady who is trying to set Sam up with that chick, and then one other gentleman. So it's just me and Sam at a table, and then the table to our left or in front, in front kind of, is that lady, and then another gentleman. Before the presentation, my manager introduces himself. Hey, my name is so-and-so with so-and-so company. Um, I'm here with a few of my colleagues. Uh, we're here to assist and help in any way, answer some questions you may have about the product, the industry, all that kind of stuff. Um, in the very back, they're sitting there. First, uh, he's an account manager. His name is uh, Sam. Da da da. He stands up, and then soon after, he, like you know, he's still standing, and then, and also Vinny Falcone. Da da da. And I stand up. So we're kind of both standing up together. But the lady in front of us at the table, his client takes her phone out and is like laughing and kind of like takes a shot at Sam screenshot like a picture and I'm like seeing slash hearing like I'm reading lips slash hearing her and him talk the gentleman with the lady and he goes what are you doing and she goes oh I'm taking a picture of him I'm trying to set him up with my landlord and I want to send her a picture and the guy and I see the guy looking at both of us and we sit back down and I see he's still looking at both of us and he goes who and then I hear <laughs> The lady, I see her point to Sam, and I hear her say, the cute guy. I'm setting her up with the cute guy. And she points at Sam. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. Really, bitch? Listen, I know I'm no fucking Paul Newman, Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey. Like, I know I'm not like this guy when I walk into a room, women's panties soak. And they have to put out caution what floor signs. I know that on a dating app, if someone were to see my picture, they'd be like, oh my god, I hope he swipes right on me. I understand that. I got crooked teeth, big fucking nose, big ears, my hairline's running away, I got love handles, my left nut's bigger than my right. There's a lot of things that I could check off to where I'm not exactly your leading man. But I'm fucking cute. I'm a fucking cute guy. French bulldogs are cute. I'm cute. Fuck you. Maybe point to, oh, the, that guy. The guy on the left. The cute guy? One, I heard you. She was so oblivious, she didn't know I heard her. The guy, 
saw me hear her, he gave me a look like, that's kind of fucking rude. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, I'm on the clock, so I can't slap her in the tits. So, it is what it is. But it's like, really? I'm already fucking fighting for self-confidence over here. And then you're going to refer to me as not the cute guy or however I, would, however I would say that. It's like, fuck you, bitch. But I'm like, you know what? Well, even though I feel like the hunchback of Notre Dame right now, at least I'm getting some free food. Let's get to that, folks. So first off, the wine they're giving us is absolute fucking trash. That's not really a Morton's thing. I'm sure it's like the prefix that my company paid for. It only includes a certain level of wine, which is basically like $8 a bottle. It was bullshit. I had half a glass already. I had a headache. But the food, I'm like, okay, great. It's fucking Morton's. Let me, let me fucking, you know, get after it. So everyone gets a miniature crab cake. A, uh, I'm sorry. Everyone gets a single crab cake, a miniature lamb shank, a choice of a veggie and, uh, you know, a veggie salve with spinach or a veggie wedge. And then an entree. So I'm already getting the crab cake. I'm already getting the miniature lamb shank. No, no two ways around that. It already comes. Great. I chose the veggie wedge. I love a good veggie wedge. Cold, refreshing. Love blue cheese. Love bacon. I love an iceberg. Is it healthy? No, but I fucking like it. So I get that. And then for my entree... I get the filet mignon, of course. It was the only steak option. I'm like, okay, I'm getting Morton's. I mean, I'm getting steak at fucking Morton's. And then for dessert, I'm trying to watch the calories. I just got whipped cream and berries. So the crab cake comes out. Already, I can see it's fucking dry. Same with the lamb shank. Absolutely dry. I bite into the crab cake. It must have been sitting under a heat lamp for, I don't know, fucking half hour. But whatever, I eat it, it's fine, decent flavor, a little salty, but just dry as my fucking grandmother. Miniature lamb shank, dramatically overcooked, I would say it's on teetering on well done, shriveled up, ch- char from the grill onto it, um, so it has like a, it's just, just bullshit, bullshit. I'm like, really, I'm getting fucking lamb in my teeth for this dog shit? So, already... Basically 0 for 2. The veggie wedge comes out. It's one of those things, again, if you fuck this up, what else do we have to talk about? It's basically blue cheese dressing you can get out of a bottle, a fucking wedge, and bacon bits. So that was fine. Refreshing. Then the flame mignon comes out. Uh, it's, again, okay. I mean, this is Morton's Steakhouse. I thought this would be revelatory. I thought this would be like, holy shit, Morton Steakhouse. Just fucking okay. Two sides came. It was mashed potatoes and cream, cream de spinach. The cream spinach was under-seasoned. How can you under-season cream spinach? There's fucking cream and cheese in it. All I tasted was spinach. No salt. Very heavy, heavy spinach flavor. Even though there was like a bunch of cheese there, I couldn't taste it for some reason. It was in the it was like a, a uh, an ancillary taste. What what fucking hit you in the mouth was just spinach. I'm like, what the fuck? Mashed potatoes, dry and stiff, no salt. I shouldn't have to add salt to your mashed potatoes at Morton's Steakhouse. 
what the fuck is going on? Has every restaurant just fallen off the map? Has every cook just clocked out and is just running through the, the, the going through the motions? I get it. You're some bumfuck place in the valley, and it is what it is. You're Morton's Steakhouse. What are you doing? This food is average at best. Thank God it's free. This would have easily been a meal that was like $80 each, especially if I got a fucking cocktail. And again, I would, I would be leaving just feeling, eh, it was a decent blowjob. I mean, like, just nothing. What has gone on with restaurants? What has gone on with businesses? Does anybody give a fuck anymore? Does anybody care how people feel when they leave after the interaction with your business or your associates? Does anybody give a fuck anymore? I don't know, man. It was it was average at best. And this is like a world-renowned steakhouse, is it not? Am I am I mistaken? I I would could have sworn Morton Steakhouse is like a fucking staple when it comes to steak. I don't know, but that's my little deep dive or my little uh, fucking um, review of uh, of the restaurant this week, of, of food this week. Just not not good. Okay. So let's dive into uh, the the finisher, which again, not not to you know set myself up for failure here. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be that funny, but it is what it is. Okay. So it's been impossible to find tea times lately. Um, I can really only get in nine, maybe 12 holes because now I'm a weekend golfer. Weekend rates are hard to find. Um, everyone golfs on the weekends. These Koreans and these robots scoop up all the fucking tee times. As soon as they drop, it's insane. You can't get a tee Even as a single. If you're a golfer, you know, like usually it's, you know, you book in foursomes or whatever. Or like maybe it's two of you or it's three of you. But chances are, if you're a single and it's just one of you, you can squeeze in somewhere throughout the day to where you can get a tea time where you can finish. Now the sun sets at 7.15, so really last light to where you can see a golf ball is like 7.10, 7.05. So basically, I got a tee off at like 2.15 if I want to finish, you know, to, you know, 2.10-ish. So it's, it's impossible to get a tee time. So I basically, I've just been playing nine holes or playing 12 holes. So, since COVID has happened, since 2020, so almost three full years, golf, the golfing industry, has nothing but boomed, exploded, grown by 300, 400%. Millions of new golfers, tee times, out the fucking wazoo. I remember prior to, to COVID, when I, when I used to golf in LA, my, my friends and I would actually talk, be like, is golf even going to be a thing in a few years? I feel like all these courses are like always open. You can get a tee time anytime. The course looks like shit. They don't have money to fix it because there's no golfers. It's like, I hope I can even golf in LA in a few years. Then COVID happened. Then golf exploded. Then everyone and their mothers getting fit for clubs, buying clubs. Franchises like Roger Dunn are exploding. Just doing crazy numbers of club fittings and all that kind of stuff. Tea times it's, are impossible to get. They've done nothing but make money the last three years. Yet, 
their prices have increased, they've gotten more strict, and they just start to fuck you. They've gotten like airline, like, you know, airlines. They've gotten like that kind of mentality where they're charging more, offering less. Charging more, fucking you more. Charging more, making it more of a hassle to do this hobby you can maybe do once a week. So I tee off, I, I set up for a tea time. It's like a, you know, 350 tea time or whatever. And the gentleman in front of me, I'm checking in. The gentleman in front of me, he goes, uh, um, yeah, checking in for so-and-so. Are you walking or riding? I'm going to walk. I'm, I'm going to ride, he goes. Okay, that's $15. It's $15 per person to ride. Per person. So the tea time at 350 when you can only have probably, you know, nine, ten holes to play, is 40 bucks To ride in a fucking golf cart that has been paid off since Reagan was in office, an additional $15. Now, if you were with a buddy, and the buddy, if you, you know, if, if it's a two of you that signed up, you each pay 40 for the, the greens fees, you know, the, the tea time, and then you each pay $15 for the cart. You're paying $30 for the fucking cart that, again, has been paid off for years. He goes, okay. And she goes, just so you know, if someone else wants to ride, we're not doing single riders today. He's going to have to ride with you. And he goes, oh, well, I have my girlfriend. She's just going to ride along and watch me. And then she goes, that's an additional $40. He goes, what? Yep. It's a spectating fee of 25 or whatever it is, or 35 and an additional 15 whatever whatever the breakdown was. I think it was like 25 and 15 or something like that. $30 or whatever the fuck. It's an additional, let's call it 32 Additional $32 for her to ride. And he goes, but she's not even playing. She's just, she just hanging out with me. Sorry, that, 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 that's what it is. And he's like, well, cancel my tea time then. I'm not paying fucking, what is it? $45, $55 to play, and then she's going to pay $32 just to sit in the fucking cart? That's the rules. Yeah, cancel. Oh, okay. I'm like, are you kidding? You- really? Really? You're, you're going to charge this fucking girlfriend $32 just to sit in the golf cart? Charge her 10 charge her 15 whatever. I can kind of get it, even though you guys have been, done nothing but make money every 10 minutes of every single day. Every 10 minutes, there's a full foursome of people. Every 10 minutes of the last three years, of the last 365 times three calendar day, every 10 minutes, there's four people panniers to golf. And you can't let this fucking guy's chick Ride in the cart with him. Insane. So I check in. And I go, hey, bitch. Falcone, single. I'm walking. Because I, I need to get the steps in for my love handles and fuck you and your carts. So I check in. Da, da, da. So I, I go to the tea time. I'm paired with three other people. One is a single. He's in a golf cart. And then the two are together. It's like an Asian couple. Right. So I meet the guy in the golf cart, you know, uh, white dude, big beard, solid guy. I meet the Asian couple. Her name's fucking Connie. She has a whole face mask on like she's Hannibal Lecter. And if she takes it off, she might 
fucking bite people. The guy, his name is he's a he's Asian, but his name is Jose. So I'm not gonna ask too many questions. Um, and I meet them, but it'd be a boot. so we started playing, and um, the group in front of us are four Asian gentlemen, and they are in carts. All four of them in, are in carts. So two in one, two in the other. Three of us are walking, and the other guy is in a cart for my group. These guys in front of us are playing so fucking slow the whole goddamn day. It's insane. But I'm playing well, so I'm not going to finish anyway. So I'm just trying to enjoy the day, right? But I couldn't help but notice that the greens, if you're, if you're a golfer, if you're a, the greens are important. The fairway, whatever. Give me some decent grass if you can. If not, I'll make do. I'll find some grass somewhere or whatever. But the greens, like, are non-negotiable. They have to be flat. They have to roll true. Putting is one of those things where it's like, you need to have a good green to roll a putt. You need to. But these greens are just in shitty fucking condition. It's like, there's, like, pitch marks everywhere. A pitch mark is when... The golf ball lands on the green. It leaves a crater. No one fixes the crater to make it flat again. So there's just craters or ungrown grass because a crater was never fixed. So it just looks like shit. And it's like not rolling true in some areas. It's not horrible, but if A-plus is like pristine greens, this is probably a B. And I'm just like, really? Out of all the fucking money you're getting, again, going back to the money, and again, going back to, like, you guys are not shy on cash, you can't get someone out to do green maintenance, roll the greens, make sure they're, like, hard, you fix the divots, just, you're you're not gonna do basic shit to make sure these greens are rolling at a fucking B-plus, A-minus rate, when, again, you're making nothing but fucking money every 10 minutes to the last... Let's do it real quick. 1,900 days. uh, 1,095 days. You've been doing nothing but making money every 10 minutes, yet you can't have someone twice, three times a week come out and fix the greens. Now, I understand you have a lot of volume, you know? So with, like, having 10-minute tea tea times being full, I understand you have a lot of volume. But maybe just, like, I don't know, one day, two days out of the week, block the tee times off until 9, and then have a guy work from 7 to 9 on all the greens. Have a couple of guys go. You have the fucking manpower. You have the fucking money. What are we doing? Right? So we're playing, and I'm playing exceptionally well. So well that I don't even want to check my score because I can just tell I'm going very, very low. But again, the guys in front of us are just taking their fucking time and it's hard not to get aggravated with these pieces of shit and they're in carts we're primarily walking not to mention jose the asian gentleman with the hispanic name he's got a leg that's like three inches shorter than the other one the kind of leg that you have to have like he has like custom new balance shoes that kind of fucking leg you know what i mean like 30 years ago, he used to nail a 2 by 4 to his foot just to make sure shit was even. That kind of stuff. So he's fucking limping along and having a fucking grand old time. And we're still moving faster than these pricks. You know? 
And it gets to the point where Connie, Hannibal Lecter with the face max, she just starts hitting into them. And I'm like, Connie, you must have a clit the size of a fucking fingling potato. I like that out of you, Connie. And she's like, they're playing slow. Jose has handicap, and we're moving faster. And I'm like, holy shit, Bugs Bunny. You're not saying anything wrong. So I'm loving the energy out of my group. We get to the ninth hole. The group in front of us is like a whole hole and a half behind, meaning they're on the ninth tee box, and the group in front of them is probably hitting their approach shots on the tenth hole. So they're very, very far behind. So we get up. We're pulling up as they pull off the tee box. They're 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 playing from the second to back tees. So one more tee back. They're playing from the tips, the furthest you can play from. They're playing one in front of that, and they're hitting the ball 150 yards. Their tee shots. Why the fuck are you all the way back there? Go to another tee closer. You're not long hitters. What the fuck are you doing? I don't even play the tips. I'm playing the second to the tips, like you cocksuckers, apparently. And I drive the ball like 285, 290 if I step on one. What the fuck are you guys doing here? Also, you're moving like will shit. You're all in carts. We got Fred with his fucking foot that's, you know, skimming the grass. And we're moving faster than you. What's going on here? So I'm sitting there. I'm actually, I'm starting to get a little perturbed, and I'm fighting off the anger, but I can't help it, because it's just the the lack of decency. For one, the course to just not police, because another thing with good courses is you have a thing called a marshal, right? And the marshal drives around, and their job is to make sure that every group is playing in the appropriate speed. And if they notice they're far behind, they'll pull up and be like, guys, what's going on? A lot of space between you and the group ahead of you. Let's keep this going here. What's going on? Okay? Rate of play. Rate of play. Of course, why would this course have it? You know? Why the fuck would this course have it? I mean, they have money to pay a guy. They have plenty of people in the off, the, the uh, pro shop to have an additional guy drive out and be the marshal. But why the fuck would they do that? Why the fuck would they do that? Why the fuck would they not charge the guy to bring his girlfriend? And why the fuck would they not fix the greens when they have all the goddamn money? You know what I mean? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Uh, why the fuck? Right? So I started thinking about all this shit, and I, I can't fight off the fucking anger. And I started getting a little hot inside. And then my um, suspicion, or what's the word I'm looking for, my uh, curiosity killed the cat. The curiosity got the best of me. I take out my scorecard, and I look at my score. I am one under. I am one under par. Okay. Now, if you don't know golf, if you shoot par, that means you're shooting the course. If the course is a 72, that means you're shooting 72. Okay. To give you an ideal, to give you an idea, Tiger Woods or like pros shoot four under par, right? Five under par. Granted, those are way harder courses. They would shoot way better than me on this course. But to give you an idea, shooting under par is very good. I've never been close. I usually shoot my best score is like. Five over par or six over par. My best score ever is like four over par. I'm one under on the ninth hole. Now, granted, I can't even finish anyway, so I'm not going to be able to lock the score to adjust my handicap. But I'm just like, holy shit, I have never, ever, ever played this well. And then now between the the idea of 
me playing really fucking well, and then the anger and frustration of these fucking assholes playing slow. I just start to get sweaty palms, sweaty feet, heart starts to race a little bit. Finally, after 10 minutes of these fucking pricks taking their goddamn time on the, on the hole, it's our turn to tee off. And what do I do? I top my drive. It goes about 40 yards. And I'm like, <laughs> those fucking pieces of shit. Those fucking pieces of shit. Okay, shake it off. <sighs> shake it off. Okay. And the group with and the group that I'm playing with almost gives me a, a look of like, he's human, because I've been playing lights out all day. To where they're like, are you professional? So I walk the forty yards. I take out my five wood. I have a decent lie, and I'm like, okay, hey, we can hit this. About if if we get a hold of it to forty, we'll have maybe like a there's a long hole too. The the, the hole's fucking four thirty. Hit this two thirty. Maybe we'll have like a eight or nine iron in or something like that, and we can still make bogey. Set up, take a deep breath. I top that one. <laughs> Another forty feet. <laughs> Fuck me. <sighs> now the group is giving me a look like, okay. So I try to keep my cool. I walk another 40 feet, take out that five wood again, the second time the charm. I'm like, okay. And I, and I, but again, now I'm just like those fucking Koreans, those fucking Koreans, those fucking Koreans, the greens. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I swing. I top it again. Another 40 fucking feet. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's giving me a look like when uh, uh, Brad Pitt gets shot to the Achilles with the arrow in Troy, and everyone's like, he takes that gasp, he's just like, <gasps> and everyone's like, oh my god, his Achilles heel, he's Achilles, it's his heel. And now I'm like, okay, five wood. I'm not going to snap you over my knee, but I'm not going to fucking hit you again. So I walk another 40 feet. Now I'm like, at best, I'm getting fucking double bogey. So, now I take out my hybrid. And I hit a pretty good shot up the left-hand side. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Now I can get up and down for double. Great. So, on this one hole, at best, I'm going to go fucking triple over par. I'm going to have triple the strokes on this one hole that I have in the last eight. So I hit a decent shot. I two-putt, and I got a triple fucking bogey. So I was one under par for eight holes. And then one hole, I had three over par. And I'm just like, you know what? Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. If I see those pricks again on the next hole and they're playing slow... I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So Connie and Jose, they fuck off. They're like, all right, listen, you know, you know, Jose's fucking feet are killing him. His good leg is hurting. His bag leg is really hurting. We're going to, we're going to fuck off. And I'm like, okay, nice meeting you. And then me and the other dude, we continue on. And I go, listen, dude, if we see those people and they're playing slow, I'm not going to be able to keep my cool. So you got to tell them to fuck off and, and we're going to play through. We get up there, 
they're there, and I'm like, I'm gonna hit into them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hit into them. I don't. He's like, dude, 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 just calm down. Hop in my car. And we'll drive through. So we drive through. Um, we finish off the finish off the day. Uh, turns out this guy is like a music producer. He may give me some tickets, like Morgan Wallen and shit. But um, finished off the day. Had a great round. Uh, still finished strong. And um, and that's been my week, guys. So I know we didn't really finish off with a climax like we normally do, but uh, it is what it is. That's the week. But I just want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for um, you know being loyal to the cast, the podcast, give me support. Um, when I look at the listens each week, I'm like, okay, at least somebody's listening. At least, at least there's something I can do where people like it. So I really appreciate you as always. I know I say this every week, but I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast or telling a friend or just listening each week. Um, I'll see you next week. I love you. Bye.